perspective a lot, um, and it, it's really insightful. It's great content. It's great content. The episodes, episodes cruise by. It seems um, like they did for sure. Like when it was over, I was like, "Wait, that was the hour." Like that wait, was the. Both of them are over. I was like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah." Let me, let me, let <laughs> and me see, go I didn't back even get quick. to see him, man, because I was, I was moving, moving last weekend, so I wasn't sat, wasn't sitting down yet. And then not until like halfway through the week, I stopped to watch the first episode, and uh, a couple days ago I watched the second episode. Um, and I, I was like, I'm, "I'm chilling. I'll space it out because right. I know the new ones drop on Sunday." So, right. um, yeah. To be honest with you, man, um, this time is the the documentary has sparked a couple of different things I feel like across the board for different people all ages simply because I'm watching this from the same standpoint that you're watching it from I tell people all the time that if I could have it my way well everything happens for a reason but of course if you could not even change anything but if you had a say so in the way things went I probably would have been born five years earlier which would have been 89 and people always ask why and I tell them simply so I could have got more of the 90s that's it that's it I think like Sunday afternoon in the '90s was different than it is today. Like I truthfully think everybody was in their Man, house watching television. When you see some pictures of the gyms, bro. When you see some pictures of the gyms and when you see them on the arena walking, like it's just it feels di- like I feel like every time I look at a '90s documentary, a '90s picture, I smell my granny house. Like to be in tune now, you have you can do that and not talk to anybody. But then it's like there's like such everybody seems to be on such one accord. Like I don't know, as a society of uh, of people who were I don't know, man. But it is that's probably the coolest part to see. It's just like you said, a, a flashback. Um, it, it, it's it's bringing up the player argument about like the kind of player that Jordan was, right? Um, and the fact that he was prolific. Um, Most definitely, in his effort, and his energy, and his approach, um, it really makes me. It's tough to say, man. It, it, he reminds me. It feels like he plays, and I've seen. So I've, I've watched a couple games now too. Uh, some throwback. He plays like. Can I say this? Can I whisper this to you before I say this on air? See, I want. I want no. the reaction. Say it on. I'm air. not. I'm going to say it on air. He kind of plays like Westbrook. Oh no. Okay, I see it. Wait, wait. You talking about? Offensively, I don't see it, but defensively, I see it. Not as just just into the basket, into the right. basket, into the basket, but because this game was smoother, right? It is a lot smoother than Russ's. Right. Um, but in terms of possession, every possession, every pos- like, yo, I- I'm not gonna get tired of dogging you if I feel like I'm dogging you, or I'm gonna just keep going, make or miss. It's an animal. Help or no mentality. help. Like it- it's a. It- I don't know, man. It- it's interesting. It's interesting to see for sure, and what what I've done from it, and I think this is like I said, I've, I've, I'm watching it from the same same standpoint as you, and I thought it was interesting. I forgot who said it. I don't know if it was Greeny or Max Kellerman. Somebody said it, and they said that it's gonna be interesting to see the different babies watch this doc, and what that means is yeah. the Jordan babies, the Kobe babies, and the LeBron babies, because <laughs> we're both Kobe babies, and it's a little interesting because. I was watching it from a standpoint and a perspective of everything that Jordan did on the court, I could point to a player who has perfected it. Not everything that he's done, like rode into one, but whether it's his the way he plays the passing lanes, like aggressively. Like I said, you could you you could point and be like well, yeah. Russ does. Transition. That. You yeah. could look at the way that he that he the, the the pull up at the elbow, you could look at Chris Paul and be like, uh, I see it. 
So it, that's what I'm saying. Like you can look at a lot of things that he does just in terms of breaking down a defender when it's one on one. You look at James Harden, it's like, bro. So I mean, of course, yeah. of course, you see turnarounds and you see the Biden yeah. on the jersey and everything he did. Yeah, of course, I'm having mad that. Kobe, mad Kobe vibes, and um, to find out. That Kobe had a camera crew follow him around for um that was insane the final season that, it doesn't surprise me that was kind of surreal the, that announcement I don't know if I'm ready yeah that's what I'm saying man. I was like oh that's where I'm at like it's fresh bro I'm, like, like, I'm good sheesh. on that yeah I'm perfectly good on put it that right in the now. vault just give me a second put that in the vault just give me a second and I think that's and I, and I don't want and this is me personally too I don't want it to be released this year. I'm not sure I want it to be be released next year. And I'm going to tell you why. Only reason why I say oh, that is because facts. with Kobe having to deal with whatever he dealt with when he was here and God rest his soul and God rest the other lives that were lost in that horrific um, accident. Um, the last thing that I think would be good for Kobe's legacy is to air Kobe's doc after Jordan's doc. Yeah. I just don't think it bodes don't, well. Yeah, don't do that. Because I think again. the people who want to find a negative in it will most definitely find a negative in it. And you don't want it to be, it might be mixed reactions regardless because it's Kobe, but you don't want it to be three months after he's gone or five months after he's gone. And now you having people have the conversation of, again, Kobe and Jordan. That's I don't think that's what you want to do right now. I gotta, they almost didn't have to tell me they had that. Um, yeah, yeah, because it didn't surprise me, but it was just, and I heard, I seen one Twitter comment, not that I'm mad at the person, but the person was like, um, Cause, yeah. they scoffed at it almost and was like, we don't want to see this. Because I thought about that season and it was that's like, what they were yo. saying. They were like, we don't want to see this. Give me a prime Kobe doc. First of all, <laughs> I'm trying not to say idiot, but it's like, first of all, do you think that's the only Kobe doc they have? I'm not talking about done. I'm not sure any of them Yeah, done, yeah, but, but footage that they can't make. that they have. Bro, what there's going to be down, a, start shooting. whether it's five yeah. rings, whether it's Mamba mentality, whether it's Kobe out, whatever that doc is going to be called, we are going to chronicle his five rings. You must be idiotic to think that we're not. Yeah, that might hit that might hit box office. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Kobe doing work hit box office, didn't it? More than the game you thinking of? It might have though. More it than the game did for sure. It might have. I think Kobe doing work did. It I don't have. think it was. I don't it think it was have. nationally. Yeah, exactly. But it hit certain places. I think exactly. it did most definitely. But because yeah, Spike nah, Lee had to, because Spike Lee directed it, and yeah. I don't think Lee is even Spike not playing. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. But that's just me. I'm not ready to see that Kobe doc for my mentality and my mental sake. I'm not ready for it personally. I will admit that. Um, yeah, man. I'm not going to lie. Kobe and Nip and back-to-back years, I'm good. Yeah, no, man. Shout out to Derwin, man. One of my uh, one of my big bros uh, from my fraternity from Baylor. He, 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 he works with ESPN now for the last couple Shout of out. years. Did a lot of work. on. He said this was actually one of his first assignments working there was, was editing some of the archival footage. So that, that's Kobe? dope. No, uh, of the last dance. I'm not gonna dance. hold you, bro. Like it's that would have been one of the oh, hardest been like, oh, you, first you. days for me. I would have walked into the ESPN studio and been like, "Give me a minute." <laughs> like, I saw bro, you, you looked at me and said, "Like you playing?" That's why I was like, "I'm not putting together no archive Kobe video right now. I'm not doing it." I did oh, that Kobe. Bro. I did that, and let me go ahead and tell him myself. I did that Kobe monologue and refused to put together that that slideshow. I'm not doing it. Low key, I'm no, not doing it. I'm not gonna get through it. I'm not gonna get through it, bro. 
So it's it's still it's still hard, of course, and and that's one thing that I that I get from the documentary watching uh, or watching it as a Kobe baby, a Kobe generation baby. Was just how amazing, and this is sounds gonna, gonna gonna sound narcissistic, but it's how amazing being was, and mm-hmm. I have no choice but to view it from that perspective because I didn't get to watch Jordan in that moment, having the knowledge of the game, but to see they how technically sound, huh? They should get into that point in the season where they play each other. Yeah, and I mean to be honest with you, it's it's one of those things to where I I think I view it the way that I view it simply because. It continues to add to the legend that is Kobe. Yeah. And to see the things that Jordan did and to see the, the way that Jordan would handle the media and to see just everything, I was like, Bean did his homework. Because you're seeing it and it's like, it's not even about him, but you see so much of a minute. It, and it's so weird because it's like, and I see why people, the people that didn't like Kobe will always say that it was, he was narcissistic, he was selfish, whatever those things are. And as a Kobe baby, I know I'm only going to enhance those statements because it sounds narcissistic, but I see so much being in this documentary. It's like, yeah, it, came it bothers me. Like it, like I, feel like, I feel like it, I didn't watch tough. Kobe's memorial. I'll be honest with you. I didn't I, bro, watch I watched it. Bro, I watched it about three weeks later, later than I, I yeah. just kind of had to tune it in. Uh, barely, 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 barely made about 30 minutes of it, man. Yeah, bro. I, I, I watched Sabrina's. We talked about that. Um, it was in the same boat. Yeah, cause cause the nip one I I did cause I felt like I should have been in L. A. and I felt like I should have been there to take that in. So I wanted to kind of see that see that that situation unfold. And I'm gonna be honest, the Kobe thing was such a blow that I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, like I mean, it, it, that's that that shadow is still on 2020, man. It, it's not like it's not. So I'm going to continue to say it. I know I've said it on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. We've talked about a million different ways to honor Kobe. Stop talking about the statue. That statue was going to happen. That yeah, going to happen. Might be the biggest statue. Like, it's going to be something crazy. Um, but at the same time, too, I'm a firm believer in after going to New York and seeing those beams. I was going to say, you know, the bat symbol in really the sky, happy. I think the Staples, the Staples Center should do something where there is a beam implemented at the top of the Staples Center, like the bat signal, and that black KB patch that they wore on their jerseys should forever live in the sky. Period. Yep. Y'all called on them to bail you out so many times. That gave me chills, bro. And we talked about this already, and I was going to say that. Yeah, it really might, man. That, 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 that'd be, that's honorable. I think that's just there's no better way to honor the that's, team's bat. That's, that's JFK levels of like eternal flame. Like people talk about that. Like that's that's, that's immortality. I think that's um, I think he's earned that. And I think the Lake the the Jerry Wests and the Magic Johnsons and the Shaqs and the Kareems they would say if anybody deserves it, he's the Laker that does. In L.A. Most Come definitely. On, Come on, bro. Most definitely. I think we should be able to walk around or drive around in LA and be somewhere far away from the Staples Center, look up and see KB. I think I think we deserve it. On everything. On <laughs> everything. Um, but yeah, man. Now that doc is something else too. I, it made me want more because I, I like how they're telling the narrative of the season 
Um, and it makes me think of how many more I would love to see. Like I'd love so to see many. one of them LeBron and Cleveland years when I mean, honestly twenty sixteen, but something like that or uh, a Dallas Mavericks twenty eleven year of just that would be a good one with the misfits that was in that locker room. That would be a great documentary. You know what I'm saying? Imagine Deshaun Stevenson and Jason Terry on the daily. Yo, Karan Butler, Sean Marion. I was about to say you had the major to that. <laughs> Kid trying to eat his breakfast. Karan yeah. Butler is one of the nicest people in the world. I had the chance to uh, meet Karan a long time ago. I had to be in like third grade. Karan Butler is one of the most energetic, positive energy, good spirit dudes to be around, dog. Like Karan Butler. Shout out to Capri Sun Straws as well. If you don't know about Karan Butler, he played his entire NBA career chewing on those yellow nah. Capri Sun Straws. <laughs> and like he said, if it if it increases focus to chew gum, it yeah. increases focus to chew anything. Yeah, that's and scientifically proven. I don't know about you guys, but what you do for sure. Yeah. Once I'm done with the Capri Sun, I'm keeping my straw. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna chew on this real quick. I'm gonna just chill. Um But yeah, now maybe think about that a lot. Yeah. Definitely. And I just didn't know, man. Like you said, the narrative is cool because why were they under why were they trying to make them underdogs? You know? as as saying like it's improbable that they can't do it again. Like, my, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, why are people counting them out? Like <laughs> I think because the the way uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think they, for the first time, you already know how it is. Especially yeah, when, you're, when you're covering something that's the same every year, you try to think of something different. We've seen it with the Warriors recently. I think the reason why they were kind of onto something with that is only because you don't disrupt something in the middle of it. I don't feel like, and that's what I like. Like that's clearly what Jordan said. If we lose, then go ahead and shake some stuff up. But you yeah. don't disrupt it in the middle of it, and yeah, I think you know, that's if, why. Yeah, if it ain't broke. Yeah, and I think that's why media members more so was kind of looking at it like, are they going to be able to overcome it knowing that regardless of what we do, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that was a that was a valid angle to have, but I think soon enough you kind of should have realized like, oh, they, they're they the opposite. Yeah. They know that it's the end, so it these put guys are zoning in. It put in perspective uh, Phil Most some more and how he's like, why they give him – credence for being the zen master and stuff because nah it was some energy in that organization that needed balancing for sure um zen and you ca- it wasn't just giving mike the ball on offense like it, it was day-to-day operations of, of keeping folks balanced and yeah keeping the team even keeping keeping people, the team together keeping people keep, keeping people's morale high enough to want to constantly give jordan the ball and have no problem with it that i think might be the biggest thing finding 13 people to buy into that to, wait, so every game we're going to feed who? Him? And then when it's not him, it's him? And then if it's not him, it's who? Back to him? <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, okay. Yo. So that's that's what we're doing now. So, I mean, shout out to everybody who's played and there. And starting that season off without Scotty. Who could blame? Shout out to Steve Kerr. Because I was just about to say Steve yeah, Kerr's name on one. BJ Armstrong and, and, yeah. and Bill Cartwright and Horace yeah. Grace and, and Ron John Harper. Sally's and Ron Harper's and I could, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc. Bill Winnington. Bill Cartwright. Um, we could truthfully keep going. I already said BJ Armstrong, right? I better have. Yeah. John Paxson. Oh. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, but as we said before, shout out to shout out to Steve Kerr simply because when he came out after Jordan said Case in point, they had to find a lot of replaceable people for sure. to buy into that. For sure. <laughs> but at the same time, too, the crazy part is they all were replaceable or they all were replaced by somebody who did exactly what you did. <laughs> I shot threes and didn't miss at the free throw line. Great, John Paxson. Steve Kerr doesn't either. (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate you. 
Yep. Talk to you later. So I just don't. I mean, you said Oak, and then later on you got Dennis Robin. It's like, uh, uh, see you later. So the I, I, reason why I said shout out to uh, Steve Kerr is simply because he came out and said that the team didn't have an issue with um, Scotty sitting out the beginning of that year having that foot surgery. I'm going to be honest. We've seen it at the collegiate level. We've seen it at the that next level. I think the media needs to understand, or people need to understand that the media are about, I'll even go 45% of the stories that you hear. A lot of times, these players do not care. Facts. And what, I'm, what I mean by that is they care about winning, <laughs> they care about the team first, all of that. But when it comes to if the way that I feel gets in the way of your money, yeah, I have to chill. I have to check myself regardless. Yeah, And I've seen that a million different ways. I've watched players have best friends on a team transfer and go to other schools and players are here like can you blame them i would have went so i think a lot more went into it than people were i think a lot more went into it on the media side <laughs> more so than actually yeah. on on um the player side and you got something? Well, no, because it's funny you said that. Because when Scotty, Scotty had the, like my funniest, fav- like favorite probably line in, so far in the first two episodes. <laughs> I know what it is. Where he said, I didn't want to F my summer up. I wasn't like, going to. I wasn't going to. I like, I, I know what it was. I thought and about it. Wait that's so option. relatable. Because <laughs> as an athlete, it's like, man, this is year round. Like, this is, if my time off is spent rehabbing, do you know what rehab is like? Torture, just torture. <laughs> it's like no. Nah, I'm gonna be just, on this just boat, to, sipping this mimosa with this sore ankle. I'll just right. to rush myself to play 82 games? No. And, and I was you like, know you're playing into June. <laughs> he said, I'm not gonna do it. I'm like, oh, that's gangster. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's G. Bro, Scotty shoots from the hip, and I like it. Like yeah. Steve Kerr shoots from the hip, and I like it. Yeah. Like certain people, when when they show you who they are, it's like Tracy McGrady shoots from the hip, and I like it. Yeah. Like Kendrick Perkins. I'm going to continue to name these names, but these are all people that I feel like this documentary and this time shaped. Like mm-hmm. they've shaped just so many different personalities, so many different um, athletes, so many different coaches even. Like Phil, Phil has plenty of babies out here. Yeah. Like people who want to implement certain things. Bill Belichick is going to have the same thing in the NFL. It's just you, you look at this team and you could say Scotty was the prototypical number two. Phil was a prototypical coach. Um, Jordan was a prototypical leader, like alpha male, whatever you want to call him. And this team truly might be something that when we look back on, I know we're doing it now, but when we look back on it 20, 30 more years from now, Isn't really that team was something, yeah, you yeah. can't really replicate that because it fell together. Yeah. <laughs> it fell together, like, and it just so happened. And two of genuinely the best. best players at the time, not just positionally or best duos. It was – it was a Batman and Robin of just uh, of of great players of great players. Hmm, that's interesting that you say it that way. Um, again, we're talking basketball now. We're gonna take a short commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about where the NBA was when it took its hiatus. Do we expect it to come back? What happens moving forward? Questions, questions. Yes, plenty of questions. Um, Sam Gordon will be back with us to talk a little bit more with us. Um. In terms of um, NBA, everything NBA, as we said before, the standings, we got the standings up right now. But as usual, 
You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. We've been on since 12. We got your ears for the next 40 minutes. Stick with us. All NBA, all next. 91.5, the Rebel HD2. The following message is about Medicaid and CHIP, free or low-cost health coverage for kids and teens. Enrollment is open year-round. Hey, voice lady, give me the mic. Um, okay. Hey, DJ, let's switch up the music. That's better. So listen up, moms and dads out there. There are these programs called Medicaid and CHIP. They offer free or low-cost health coverage for kids. Things like doctor and dentist visits, prescriptions, and shots are covered. All the stuff that keeps kids like me healthy and in charge. So, as you can tell, a covered kid is a confident kid. And it means confident parents, too. To learn more about affordable health coverage for your family, visit healthcare.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. That's 1-877-543-7669. Yep, you could do something big for your family today because enrollment is open year-round. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And Sophia. This is an important message from the Nevada Division of Insurance. Open enrollment ends December 15th. There are many significant changes in the health insurance market that you may not be aware of. For starters, there are fewer insurance companies offering policies this year. You may be one of the more than 30,000 Nevadans affected by these changes. The Nevada Division of Insurance is here to help and their services are free. To learn more about what changes are in effect, visit insurance101.nv.gov. That's insurance101.nv.gov. Soon this little baby I'm singing to sleep will start to walk. Before I know it, I'll be dropping her off at school. Beaming when she walks up to accept her diploma. Or holding back tears as she takes those big steps down the aisle. But before she takes all those steps, she and thousands like her will need you to take yours. Join March for Babies to help make her steps possible. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. KUNV Radio, along with the Las Vegas Lights FC, would like to extend our greatest thanks to all of our frontline workers during this stressful time. The doctors, nurses, grocery store workers, truck drivers, and everyone else that is still working at an essential business. Thank you for helping our families. Viva Las Vegas and Viva Lights! KUNV Radio is proud to support locally owned restaurants in our community, including Sebastian's Rolling Chicken at Decatur and Oki. Sultan's Grill downtown off Lewis between Carson and 3rd Street, and Familia Pizzeria at Durango and Warm Springs. These restaurants are open daily for takeout and delivery. KUNV Radio thanks these businesses for continuing to serve our community throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're a local restaurant owner and would like to get a free message out to KUNV listeners, email kunv.underwriting at unlv.edu. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Daryl D. Hoop Harris. What's going on, Hoop? Oh, you know, man, not much. Oh, man. I've enjoyed it in here, man. I have enjoyed it in here, and that's what's interesting. No, I would. Yeah, it's, it's needed. It's needed, most definitely. And somehow the time slowed by. And you know what? My dad, when I called him and told him what we were doing, he was like, are you ready to 
talk for that long? And I looked at him and was like, no. <laughs> Not really. And, and part, of that, part of that was me, too. That's when I was like, you know what? Kind of, We kind of got to do all four. Yeah. I was like, at this point, I was like, it's it's one of those things to where now when you look at it, it's like, once the conversation gets flowing, I know yeah. it's going to go. Yeah. So once it gets going, I'm I'm not really worried about too much of anything. So um, in all seriousness, I've already said it before. We're we're talking NBA. We're talking so many different things that um that that goes on. Yeah, I think the of, NBA uh, uh, got bit the worst. Yeah, exactly. In terms of COVID, uh, the NBA and the NHL most definitely got it the worst. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the NBA. Um. And what happened in terms of COVID? So let me go ahead and grab my notes, make sure I get everything done properly. So the NBA actually made their decision to go ahead and suspend all their play um, March 11th. Okay, I was looking for the date. So it's March 11th. They went ahead and suspended all of their play. They were the first professional league to do so, knowing that the rest of the leagues were um, on their way shortly thereafter. Um, when the league suspended play, it seems as though it's about 17 or 18 games, give or take, for every team. Yeah, it was the final final, uh, final stretch. Yeah. This was definitely the final stretch. Final quarter of the season, really, yeah. And we currently will be in, what, the second round of the playoffs? This weekend would have been the second round. Would have been the opening of the second round, which – um, and this is what's interesting because everybody's saying, let's just get the playoffs started. Let's just get the playoffs started. Teams are looking in the league in general. They're looking at the money for everybody and they're trying to make sure everybody can still get whatever their contracts obligate them to get and contractually say that they're, um, that they're deserving yeah, of yeah. If they're entitled to Thank you. That's the word. And in order to do that, you have to reach 70 games minimum for the season. Um, to fulfill those TV deals. And I think that's kind of where the NBA is is in the limbo now because they're not trying to just come back and go straight to the regular season to the postseason. They want to finish. Yeah. They want to actually finish the 17 games because they feel like it's possible. Obviously, this is what we talked about before. Maybe it's a AAU style or maybe it's a high school basketball style where you show up and you get the tournament, the tournament list for the day, and yeah. you find out the Orleans have these games and the Thomas and Mac have these games. So it may turn into one of those things. And the reasons why I just gave the Orleans and the Thomas and Mac and the T-Mobile Arena as possible venues is because it's been discussed. Yep. And that was one of the first propositions. Right. And it's been discussed. And it's been discussed across the board. And I think what's interesting about that is everybody initially looked at me and said, Vegas doesn't have a professional team outside of the Aces. Like, where else can you guys play? And I laughed and was yeah, like around the valley like yeah, yeah, I've hold never on. Been. <laughs> i was like keep in mind everything i'm about to name right now is in vegas like not even yeah. not even moving up north i said you have the thomas and mac and the cox pavilion which are right next door you have the t-mobile arena you have the orleans you have the uh I already said the t-mobile arena you have the yep. orleans you have the mgm you have the mandalay bay event center you have um tarkanian complex tarkanian <laughs> complex you it's regulation courts here yo and, and massive high schools, a few massive high schools, national high school, like get, they get yeah. national attention. Yeah. So it's one of those things to where when I view it from that perspective, I'm kind of looking around like, 
Mm. Yeah, we just named it's off. possible. We just named off seven facilities in a in a five mile radius. Not to mention the hotels aren't open. Yep. So private. If you empty out a complete hotel, housing. yep. Let's say we go ahead and let's say we empty out. Y'all can the, the teams can separate. They can empty out the the You can have a floor. <laughs> the Lakers can be at the Palms by themselves. You can have it. <laughs> take rent, rent out Caesar's Palace. They cut off the lights of Caesar's Palace. Rent out, take take that one. One of y'all first dibs. Like at the, it's it's definitely ways that it can that it can be made out and it can definitely be made to happen. Um, and I I hope it does. I just don't know how I feel about it if it does and it plays out really weird. Mm. Like you know, meaning what? Meaning what? Talk to me. Say we come back and Anthony Davis sprains a MCL like third game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or say some we come back and the Bucks just lost all chemistry. Like like Giannis is like out of like Giannis is dribbling off his leg and and like they just come back and it's really bad. It's finicky. And, and, it, and it's really not good. You know what I'm saying? Empty. You have to watch a weird product. Like, I don't know. I, it could play out because the game is beautiful. and You know what I'm saying? And right. the game can take care of itself like Coach Stolte said earlier. Um, but it could be clunky. Um, and if that were to go out, I'd, I'd rather it – I don't know. I, I'd rather it's not, have, not to have seen a very compromised product. And and it's interesting because of course the NBA halted all of this play due to the COVID nineteen um, pandemic. Cer- say certain players were like, no, you know what, I'm not going to do it. No, a lot of a, I think a lot of yeah. them would have to weigh the option. I don't think a lot would say yeah. Only reason why if, is if because salary is at the balance. Oh no, you mean to play? Yeah, I thought no. you meant. I thought you meant saying like yeah, like we're gonna sit out. That's what I meant. Like, okay, we're yeah, not no. we're not gonna go for it. I feel no same thing. That's same where thing. I was going with it. I agree with you then, considering it that way, because I think if you do it from the perspective of moving it to Vegas, for instance, you have a hotel to where if the, if if it's a, let's let's say like I said it's the Aria, and you have the teams spread out, and let's say it's amongst floors, whatever the case may be, you could have your family with you. Your families can't be with you. So even if you get um where oh, I'm trying to think of the hotel. Was it Planet Hollywood? Might be Planet Hollywood that still have the um or is it Paris? That still have the joining um hotel rooms. Like yeah. if if you know the person on the other side, you could go through their room without ever hitting the hallway. So if you have Brian oh, I'm sure. and Savannah I'm sure, I'm sure. in yeah. one area and the kids in the other, I promise you Brian would say yeah to that. Yeah. I got my kids. I'm fine. I got my kids and I can play ball. Yeah. That would be I got my wife. That would, that would We're fine, dog. It would be Mando that it, it, you aren't isolated. Like, you're, you're not just with your team. Right. And Giannis with his lady and his newborn. newborn I child, I'm sure yeah. that he would want that. Russ just had a kid. Like, Draymond just had one not too long ago. I'm sure that those people would be like, yes, we can have it. But I think we're also getting away from the fact that every NBA player doesn't have people living in their homes. Mm-hmm. Some people just have homies. Just wanna, cousins just want to hoop yeah so like, some can, that kind of person you some will like throw in a backpack and look at it like dog i'm gonna look at it like a college trip mm-hmm. so yeah, a lot I'm, of them I, will I, look I at it like this. that yeah so i don't i don't really think it's that beyond the realm of possibility to have it happen obviously we're gonna have um was that me no, that oh, obviously we're gonna have um sam come back on and talk about that possibility later on i'm hoping that we can get something out of it um vegas is definitely especially now with 
Vegas not getting the draft and Vegas not getting um, summer league, summer league or USA basketball, any conventions. I think this would be a way that Vegas would still be able to be at the I, I know of the, some type yeah, of sport. The resorts are looking out of the box and how they can bring in some revenue. Most definitely. And and I think, like I said, when you come to this particular situation, yeah. it could happen because it could reopen. We, we will be one of the cities to, to experiment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even think that there's any way that you can look at the situation and say that there's not some experimenting to be done Especially at some level. Especially as it level. gets hot. Very hot. <laughs> Folks is going to make them open these pools up. <laughs> no. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it. I refuse to be a part of this. We're going to go ahead and um, go ahead and work to get Sam on the line soon. But really quick, my dad's tip in is my tip in is that with the COVID-19 situation going on, life as we know it will never be, quote unquote, normal again. But that's a blessing and a curse, I believe. Uh, we could go on forever about the specifics, whether it be people not wanting to be in crowds anymore, face masks, gloves being uh, being um, commonly um, put into place or working from home, sporting events with no crowds, which he put in parentheses spooky. Like that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did notice regarding the draft was that it seemed like every GM, coach and player looked so comfortable and relaxed, whether uh, they were yeah. on their own patio, in their own backyards, players were uh, wearing their robes. Um, it just seemed like it was a much more relaxed and easy flowing draft than he's ever seen before. He says that's something that he will probably that we will probably see a lot more of going forward. Um, and that goes back to what you said before about Instagram and people that creators precedent. finding a way to create that precedent man. for sure. Creators are always going to find a way to create. I'm going to um, slowly start, you know what I mean, trying to work into this right now. Well, we're going to try to see if Sam is ready to go ahead and join us for the last 25 minutes or so. We'll see how this um, conversation pans out. But, again, when you look at the NBA, you look at where everybody was set up in terms of um, in terms of uh, standing-wise. We just got Sam on the line. Uh, Sam, can you hear us? Yep. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're actually just now about to break down the NBA for, I guess, the remainder of the show, essentially. So we wanted to kind of pick your brain about a couple of things in terms of the NBA. Um, obviously, the NBA, much like other leagues, um, foresaw, some, I shouldn't even say foresaw, but knew that this pandemic was going to hot play. But the NBA were the only professional organization and the professional league that foresaw it and had the foresight to go ahead and catch it and catch it before it was almost forced upon the entire country and i think on march 11th was the day that they went ahead and shut everything down after rudy gobert uh tested positive for the coronavirus what considering the time that it's been and considering that we don't necessarily know when it'll end what do you feel like will be the driving force in the NBA hoping to finish their regular season or at least get, get to 70 games? Is it to give fans more basketball, or do you believe it's money and revenue-driven in terms of the TV deals? Uh, I think it's a combination of both. I, I mean, of course, you know, we, I think what this, this pandemic does is, or has done is it, it kind of has made us realize what how much of a fabric of our – you know, of our everyday lives, sports are. I mean, not just about who wins and loses. There's something that, the things that bring us together, the things that we bond over, the things that foster friendships and relationships, and that, frankly, that we rely on to, you know, to pass the time and to, to yeah, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but like a distraction, right? I mean, the world is so chaotic and so busy, and sports are kind of like an escape at times. And, 
Uh, we, we've been forced to kind of come up with other ways to do that without having them, as you guys know. Right. Uh, but so, so I think the NBA understands kind of the goal as a uniter of sorts, as a bringer together of people of sorts. Uh, but of course, let's not make any mistake about it. Like the revenue is very important. Like we, we know that um, it's about the bread. And they're going to do what they can to try and sell with it. Now, with that said, um, there are a lot of factors here. I think the main one is, you know, can you come up with some type of testing protocol and uh, to, to make sure that, that everybody is safe? Uh, you, know, you want to have everybody at hotels or everybody at one location, you know, this, that. How can you ensure that throughout the course of this pandemic that everybody who is involved with the production, hotel workers, chefs, mm-hmm. food, people, people, part of the broadcast team, work in the arena, all that, is there going to be a way to test them efficiently enough where you can get a result in X amount of minutes as opposed to several hours and do this every day in order to, to facilitate the NBA? I'm not sure there is. Right. And I think that's kind of where the holdup is right now. That's what the holdup is on post sports. And until we know more about this virus, I mean, the, the, the league doesn't really get to dictate when it comes back, right? right? The virus does, and our handling of the virus. So we're still away, we're still away from that, uh, a ways away from that. But uh, the NBA knows its role. They know how much people love basketball and depend on sports. And um, it feels like if there is some type of, you know, measurement or tool to uh, understand how, how dangerous the virus is if it comes back, And I think you kind of touched on it a little bit already, too. Speaking about whenever the NBA does come back, Vegas was Vegas has already been hit hard because of this pandemic in terms of the casinos closing, losing the draft, possibly pushing back Allegiant Stadium, not getting summer league, not getting USA basketball, whatever, whatever, whatever. It keeps going on and on. Um, one thing that I feel like me and Daryl was talking about it a second ago that I feel like salvages essentially las vegas feelings and the people that are in this valleys their their feelings and their um need and their thirst to be a part of the sports epicenter if the nba was to come back and set up shop for the remainder of their 2020 season here in vegas a lot of people uh, that i've had um approach me about questions has been mainly um where 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 could all the games get like where can all the games take place and i told people all the time keep in mind everything that i give you or every name that i give you right now it's all in las vegas and of course i did thomas and matt cox pavilion the orleans uh mandalay bay event center t t-mobile arena whatever whatever etc etc i was wondering what in your mind the possibility of if they can get enough testing if they can empty out a hotel things of that nature how do you like the likelihood, and I guess what is the likelihood in terms of a percentage of the NBA finishing its season here in Vegas? Um, I mean, it makes sense from the standpoint that there's the hotel space, right? Every team could get their own floor right. of a hotel. Every team could, um, could more or less, I mean, they could make it work. You know what I'm saying? There's the infrastructure, there's the space, there are all those things here in order to make the, um, in order to, to hold to have the NBA here. I mean, there are things here that no other city has. Uh, so with that said, I think that's why it's feasible. Right. Uh, but again, it, it, we're so far away from that. I know it's been, you know, it's been a location that has been discussed, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, we're, we're too far. We're, we're too far away from anything. There are other places, Disney World, uh, places of that nature that have, um, that have similar infrastructures. Other cities may be able to do it. But it, it, it makes sense. It's understandable why Las Vegas is being kicked around, and um, that's 
that's kind of uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. It's, it's still still on hold, still a holding pattern, but you have the hotel space, you have the convention space. And one thing I want to point to is uh, the G League showcase, right? Right. Uh, I don't, I don't know you last that week too. The journal about the, the G League showcase that was here the last couple of years mm-hmm. at Maryland Day Convention Center. There were no fans. Like that was closed to the public. There were no fans there. The NBA already has this experience holding a league event in a place where there's no fans. Mm. Uh, we're, we're in a space where you're not welcoming the public with essential personnel, with agents, uh, team team personnel, with essential workers, you know, passing out stats and those things, and with media, and that's it. They've done it. So, so they know how to do it. They know how to put it on, and they, they have that relationship with Vegas, with Summer League and all that, um, like you touched on before. They've done it. But, again, it's just about the testing, about having those um, those resources able to make sure it's safe. And that's why... Um, that's why we're still too far away to, to know if it's going to be in Vegas or anywhere else. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to do something a little bit more lighthearted um, and give out awards to the players still because we were we were treated to a pretty exciting NBA season, um, about three quarters of it, and I feel like you can gauge about who you want to, to get each, each award. Um, so I'll give you a second to think. Uh, I'll just run you mine really quickly. For MVP, I have LeBron. Ricky of the Year, John Morant. Coach of the Year, Mike Budenholzer. Um, sixth Man of the Year, I have to go into Dennis Schroeder. I think he was a pivotal part of that Oklahoma City offense. Um, most Improved Player, I've got Brandon Ingram. Defensive Player, I've got Anthony Davis. Um, get, feel free to give it a shot. Sam, I'm going to try to give you a little bit more time, Sam, just for a quick second, and I'm going to just say that I disagree with two of those. Uh, Coach of the Year, I am still going OKC. I'm going Billy Donovan. Only because after everything, all the moves that they made, I think a lot of people expected them to fall out of that tough Western Conference. Exactly. But that might be something to look into. And the only other thing that I would disagree with is Brandon Ingram is on the outside of the postseason right now looking in. Bam Adebayo is on the inside of the playoffs. Super like close. steadily and so he's close. he's it's solidified so right in the postseason there. so i would or in um as far as his team so i would say bam at a bio for most improved sam what about for you uh let's push back but okay you guys like make your case for lebron for mvp uh make your case and oh. make my case for who i think the mvp is um and that's well um so this is a bit with an asterisk next to it but in review of the season who was the season about it was about what was going on in la Giannis was completely impressive he was Statistically impressive. He was efficient. His team was dominant. They won. They were effective with him off the court as well. He didn't lead his team in minutes. LeBron was a was the engine for the Lakers. He played. He played. He played hard every game. He showed defensive urgency again. He showed that this season mattered. And I think it would be a slight to not put into context what he's doing in his 17th season, dominating a league, leading the league in assists, something he's never before done. That kind of adaptability. I feel like deserves the recognition over somebody who's having an incredible season along with an incredible team. And it's splitting hairs at that point, but that's my case for LeBron. Mm. Okay, all right. It's a, it's a strong case. Uh, I'm going to count him with 30, 13. The best, not, not necessarily the defensive player of the year, but the most versatile defensive player in the NBA right Heck now. Heck of a defender. Uh, record, record efficiency and the best record in the NBA, right? Um, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I think LeBron has a, a heck of a case. I think if the season were to end today, uh, because of the, the kind of the, the read, as we know at the end of the season, um, or at, not the end of the season, before the season was put on hold, you had incredible LeBron performances against Milwaukee and the Clippers in two statements mm-hmm. with the Lakers. So LeBron's, I think a lot of LeBron's case 
was based on recency. And again, really, really, really compelling case. I don't think there would be a question about it if Giannis wasn't having a historically great, all-time great season. It is. uh, On the heels of his first MVP. Of course, it's a two-horse race. And I think LeBron made up a lot of ground. And I think, you know, had you resumed the season and had 15 more games where, hey, maybe the Lakers can can, can win 60. If you're winning 64, 65 games and Milwaukee is at 66, 67 because Milwaukee's pace slowed down a little bit, then I think think it's a conversation. But I think Giannis – was so far out. I mean, he was Giannis was secretary. You know what I mean? He was out. He had a thirty, you know, a twenty-five or thirty, um, thirty-length lead over LeBron. LeBron was starting to make his push, make his charge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he was trailing by, you know, by by twenty-five going into the fourth quarter, it's like a, you know, it's like a six or seven-point game. But I still think Giannis had the lead given what he was doing. Yeah, um, the end of the season would have been would have been pivotal depending on how that played out. Um, I agree with you though. Uh-huh. I mean, I want to, and you look, I want to be clear. You can make a case for both guys in any other year. The contact of what LeBron is doing does matter. New team, new teammates, new coaches, new system, all those things. Um, in the face of the league, we know what he brings in tangibly to the Lakers that doesn't necessarily reflect in the block score. Uh, but, again, I, I agree with you with John Moran. I think John, I don't think there's any question about it. He's a future, um, not just an all-star. I, I think setting the, being an all-star is a, a low barometer for a guy like him. He's a future all-NBA first-team kind of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy who I believe is going to be one of the ten best players in the league um, sooner rather than later. Uh, so so you, you have him as a rookie of the year. Zion was better. Yeah, uh, I gave him consideration. Zion didn't play enough games. He, you just can't give it a, uh, you can't, a guy just can't show up for a month and win a uh, winning the award where Josh has been hooping all year. So, for, for that, in that respect, I give Josh the edge. I like AD, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, like I said, I think Giannis is the best defensive player in the league and the most versatile. But in terms of the impact that AD had this season, completely changing their culture mm-hmm. um, defensively, I, I have to go with him. I have to give him the edge there. And Coach of the Year, I like Billy Donovan. I mean, that team wasn't supposed to be a playoff team, much less a, a team that you can see winning, you know, taking a team in the first round to six or seven games. Some of those three-guard lineups they've utilized with uh, SGA, with Chris Paul, with De- Dennis Schroeder have been really, really hard yeah. to guard, and you got to credit him for, for being experimental and willing to try try things out on that end. And then um, and then I like Bam for the most improved player, too. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that you're looking at not only, um, you know, an incredible an incredible two-way player who's, who's emerged quite a bit. I think he's um, been every bit as important as Jimmy Butler has in kind of the emergence of the Heat as a, a bona fide playoff team. And um, really, really impressed with what he's done. And I look at him as a guy that, you know, would be a candidate for one of the All-NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, had been able to finish out as well. Another one I want to throw out there, and you guys can give me your, your pick as well. Um, I like yep. the first team All-NBA. I, I would go with LeBron, Luka Doncic, James Harden. Uh, Giannis and Anthony Davis. Uh, I know they're trying to still do it by position, you know, for, for whatever reason that is, but I think AD is long enough time as a center. You have uh, Harden and, and Doncic as your guards, and then you have LeBron and Giannis as your forwards. I think those are the five best players in the league this year. Just right off hand right now, you, you want to give yours? I would say I can give mine. I got Bron, Giannis, Harden. I feel like they're not going to put two Lakers on it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, they might not. And they, and they might try and say, well, AD is the forward. And, they, like, we're, we're, in my opinion, scrap positions, you know what I'm saying, five best players in the league. That's right. That's who we're rolling with. That's who we're rocking with. The guys who have had the five best seasons, the guys who have had the five biggest impact on their teams, 
positions are a thing in the past. And, 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 and to your point, you may be right. They, might, they may not put AD on there. Who do you think they put on there at center instead? Jokic, maybe? That's where that's where I'm trying to go next. I'm trying to figure out which, who else is like a dominant big man because I can see them using Giannis as like a center. Like, because if they, if they don't view it by positions – then I'm going or three forwards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the reason why I'm saying it is because Giannis, Harden, uh, Doncic, and Bron, I feel like have to make it. That's first team. Those are locks. First team. So yeah. I feel like you don't have to necessarily put a five as the last one. So now you pick who had the best season after that. It might be Anthony Davis, though. I think. So. I, I mean, don't think they're gonna put. Two, I'm telling you, bro. I don't think they're gonna put two Lakers on the first team. And they might win a title. So, Gobert. Damian Lillard. Trae I don't know, Young. man. Dame, Dame was making a push for that first team late in the season. I, I, I mean, he was having, remember yeah. that stretch he had with 40 or 50 point explosions. Um, he was ridiculous, but I just think before. How about Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler is, a, I think Jimmy Butler is one of the best players in the NBA. A top 10 guy for sure, but, you know, stats have to matter to some, to some point on that. Mm, I think Butler true. had a hell of a chance for maybe the second team. Uh, maybe a second-team guy. Siakam? Guy, I, I mm. We didn't name anybody from the yeah. Celtics either. Yeah, uh, he just said Pascal Siakam. How you feel about Siakam? We, ha- we haven't named any Celtics either. Jason Tatum definitely had a big year. Um, I think it's unfortunate because this year we, we missed out on a lot of players. And this ending it is... It, 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 I feel like it's, it's jogged our memory a little bit. It's, it's clouded. It's on top, but we, we, we had no yeah, Steph, I mean, no KD. Ball since now. Right. Yep. And you know no what? Speak Kyrie. Of, yeah, no Kyrie. Because the way he started off the year, he was headed towards something crazy, too. Certainly was. Um, And speaking about mm-hmm. not seeing basketball in the past, what is that, six weeks at least? Um, Sam, now we can get into a little bit of the precursor. And let's talk. Let's try to let's try to tell the future a little bit. Um, I was asked before the season started. Yeah, before the season started. This was actually this was before summer league. This was during the Aviators and Fred Hassan, who is um sit mean sit the sit mean sit dog training owner. Um, he actually trains Finn the Bat Dog for the Aviators. And Fred came on the show and he wanted to quiz me and he was like before the season starts before free agency opens before all these different things what's your final four and i was like oh so you want conference finals right now and he was like yeah i said as long as i don't have to pick the winner right now i'll go i said i think the east is going to be the exact same i think it'll end up being miami and or excuse me toronto and um and uh milwaukee um Boston definitely the way that they've been playing recently has me like yeah. uh oh yeah. and then I said the West I said I had the Clippers in Houston I said only because I felt like Kawhi was going to the Clippers but I felt like Chris Paul would be denied an opportunity to go to the finals with his old team and I thought that would have been what the storyline became but shaping up I don't think I'm looking too too far off right now from almost a year off from saying yeah. Milwaukee and Toronto and the Clippers and the Rockets Sam, what's yours? What, what's, what's your what's your final four in the NBA looking like? I mean, I thought it would have been kind of a form. I, I thought the Battle of LA would have been the conference finals. Uh, I, I like what Houston did. I don't have a problem with them going all in on the small ball thing. I think when you're in a situation like they're in, where there are pretty, you know, pretty obvious better teams, you got to try and switch things up and try and introduce a style of play where there's kind of a lot of uh, a lot of variability and and, and that. Hey, maybe you shoot 65 threes and you can get hot one game and make 30 of them. 
and that throws another team off. I mean, it's gimmicky, it's quirky. Mm-hmm. They had their, their stretch where they won a bunch of games with them. They, they, before the, the shutdown, they were kind of in a swoon where they had yeah. lost uh, four or five or five or six. But, but I, I like the Lakers and Clippers. I thought that was kind of where we were headed all along. Um, just in terms of a seven-game series, when you have LeBron and AD and then Kawhi and Paul George um, on the floor for 40 minutes, for 80 minutes combined out of those two guys, out of those four guys, that's really hard to beat four times for another team, in my opinion. There's not, there's not really a way to combat that, um, per se. Uh, as far as the East is concerned, I like Milwaukee and Philly before the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Philly had some issues. I don't think they kind of. I don't think they had enough minor flexibility, and I didn't trust their guard play. I mean, I don't think they had enough scoring, uh, enough ball handling outside mm-hmm. of um, you know Ben Simmons more or less. And we know kind of the fit issues that he presents with Embiid and with Horford and those guys. They we, we still. I mean, we were two thirds through the season, or almost three quarters through the season, and we didn't know what their best lineup was, right? Like, did we know who, who was going to play crunch time, who their top five were going to be? Um, I don't think we did. So, so I, I thought I, I thought Toronto, um, I thought Toronto would have been right there as well. I mean, those guys are, are gritty. They have championship DNA. Um, we know that. We know they're a championship caliber team, and they're not scared of anybody. And um, you got to respect that. You got to respect that in, in the postseason. They have the, they, they they found a way to replace. You, you can't replace Kawhi Leonard. Right. But you can replace Kawhi's production, and I felt like they they did that. Uh, with 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 Siakam taking a step forward, with Norman Powell step forward, mm-hmm. with, with Fred Van Vliet's evolution, and then you know again they Nick Nurse plugs in role players and develops guys like yeah. Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis over the course yeah. of the year. Battle tested, ready, and I don't think they would have been afraid of Milwaukee one bit. So if we do get some type of resumption where there's still conferences, I mean that's that's kind of the way I would lean. That's where I would tend to go. So they, those teams are the most complete. Uh, they they have kind of the the type of players that you need and um yeah i think that's what we would have been looking at so before we get out of here we're inside of 10 minutes left i think we're approaching about six minutes left for the rest of the show um last thing i want to do before we get out of here is talk about whatever that finals would be so given your um oh i guess i'll alter mine really really quick um the only thing i guess that i would say is you you kind of touched on at every point about houston i actually agree with that was before the season started i didn't anticipate them having russell westbrook so there's that um but i I do probably i would modify it and just say maybe the lakers as opposed to houston um i'm fine with my eastern conference pick uh before we get to the nba finals picks i just want to go ahead and mention that my pacers have it so hard like we continue to just we're just I talk a lot about snake bidding franchises. Is this just about Jeremy Lamb? No, Vic. I'm, this this break helps Victor Oladipo a lot. Like I'm excited about that. Yeah. But if we come back and we stay in the same position, we have Miami in the first round. Y'all got five. Yeah, five we're teams gonna get ran. To deal with. So I mean, I, I mean, go ahead, Sam. I mean, I, I mean, all all things considered, though. I mean, yeah, the Pacers. Um you know they're not probably not necessarily where you want them to be, but but for a, a smaller market team that doesn't necessarily attract free agents, Sabonis took a huge leap. I think Brogdon was excellent. Right. Uh, T.J. Warren was a fantastic signing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic signing. Uh, Oladipo was only going to get more and more healthy. I, I don't think they ever really kind of figured out how to work him into the lineup. Right. But with this time off, now he's more and more healthy. On that back next season, um, that's solid. It's not necessarily going to win a championship, but it's not. It's a respectable team in the Eastern Conference, right? I mean, only one team wins it all. I think it's so tough. I mean, is the barometer 
for winning your the barometer for a successful season does it have to be Eastern Conference Finals or Championship? Because that's unrealistic for most teams. But True. you've got a competitive the pace has been a competitive team now for for the better part of the last decade. And being a small market team and and watching us get that close and having it snatched from us, I, I guess I'm I'm looking at the glasses half empty. But um, to go ahead and give NBA Finals picks, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, given my altered one, um, I would go Lakers in Milwaukee, and I would have Lakers probably winning in seven. I want to lean towards six, I do, because I think they would figure out Giannis a lot quicker than you guys are giving Frank Vogel credit for. Mm. But um, So I would probably say Lakers in six or seven against Milwaukee. Daryl, what you got? I'm not going to disrespect Giannis, but I, a, a, a strong part of me sees him getting upset th- again this year in, in the playoffs before mm. making it to the championship. Wow. But I will say he makes it out, and like you said, Lakers in six. Lakers in six over Milwaukee. Sam? Put a bow in it for us, man. Who wins the NBA Finals? Who do they beat? And in how many? Uh, I'm, I would go, I mean, if it was a traditional series, I would go the Lakers and six over the Bucks as well. Uh, I don't I don't think they're going to get that because of the, um, really? if we did a five-game series, I'll go Lakers and five. Uh, I, I okay. don't think this is one of the, those type of years where, I mean, you have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis. They're going to be playing 42 minutes a game each. Yep. And you have Danny Green. You have other veterans who have been there and done that. Um, it's a championship team. It's battle test. It's a championship quality team. It's battle test. You have guys, a bunch of guys that have won rings that have been in big games, and I think they just be a little bit more ready for that situation than Milwaukee has. And, and LeBron, um, as he proved in that last game against Milwaukee, I mean, when he dials in and when he when he locks in defensively, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's still a force, and, and he he can still bang with Giannis, and he 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 gave Giannis fits and frustration, and you know you'd be getting that kind of effort from him on the defensive end every single game of that series. And, um, Giannis, Giannis' time is coming, and it might come this year. I mean, again, you know, we're, we're doing our best to predict and to analyze, but then things happen. Maybe he is ready to make that leap and to become a champion. But I, I don't, I don't, I think, I think the king holds the crown for one more year if there's a postseason. I think this would be the year. And as always, as we said in the first hour, or, or in the, the first time we had you on. Thank you again for your expertise. Thank you again for talking sports with us. We know we could talk sports with you of all kinds, whether it be boxing, mixed martial arts, WNBA basketball, NBA basketball, Olympic basketball. We can keep going. Sam, we appreciate you, my man. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate the time today. Thank you so Take much. Take it easy, man. Uh, you guys too. Wow. We made it. It's another one. That was really good, man. And that's a good talk, man. This is something that we've wanted to do for so long. We've been wanting, we've been itching to get back in the studio. I got my card. You guys are going to have to kick me out of this studio from here on out. <laughs> I'm back. We are we back. Disinfectant wipes. Yes. Lysol wipes. I wiped down everything when I walked in this joint. Like, I, I encourage anybody else who's doing their shows, continuing to do their shows, to do the same. Um, to everybody, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for bearing with us and in, in, in the growing pains that we're going through both radio station and podcast shout out to the od podcast shout out to capri shout out to rome shout out to jeremy shout out to marcel uh shout out to 2k shout out to duna uh shout out to alex both alexes shout out to medina i'm gonna continue to go all along the list uh i know i'm leaving out people shout out to dave norse shout um, out to ralph Shoot. yes shout out to ralph my dog uh shout out to cabria az yep. you guys already know um, really, really happy to say that we're back on air, to say that we're back doing these things that we've been wanting to do for so, 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 so long. And um, 
at the end of the day, I think we went about it the right way. I think we tried not to rush it. I think we tried not yeah. to. It felt appropriate. It felt right. Time. I think we tried to be. Eh, I should say, um, ready. responsible and ready. Irresponsible at the time too. So. Again, until next time, guys, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. Yeah. I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah.